Digs. Welcome to Dentist in the Know, your backstage pass to current trends, politics, and education in the dental world. We are Dentistry's source for honest, relevant information. And with that in mind, this is JB's News on the Go with Dentist in the Know. So introducing to you with all the relevant information, Dr. Jennifer Bell. Well, first off, I'd like to just say Dennis in the Know was a bit on the cutting edge because it was only four weeks ago that we ran a news broadcast talking about medical loss ratio and the Massachusetts question number two coming up on this November's ballot. And what has happened? Can I dare to venture that people in the ADA were watching and then decided to move forward with some type of initiative? I'll dare to say it. I'm sure they're all Dink's followers. But in the last seven days, we've seen uh, huge funding coming out of the ADA. We're at the $5 million mark for funding towards support for question two on the Massachusetts ballot in November. And actually just came out about two hours ago. The AGD has also thrown in additional financial support uh, for that bill as well. So let's dive into that just a bit more because I read a little bit deeper into that today. And I, and I think we've tried to be pretty um, open-minded about this issue and, and let's not be overly optimistic. I think the value and why this, this has become an advocacy issue is because there's a, there's a, a ballot option in Massachusetts in November that will force insurance companies, including dental benefits, to move to a medical loss ratio of 83%, which they're currently operating at 88%. We talked about a few newscasts prior about what does that mean? Well, it means that the insurance company must spend that percentage on patient quality care reimbursement rates back to their patients for medical expenses, et cetera, but also initiatives and that type of programming that would continue to help uh, improve patient care. So it doesn't have to be direct reimbursement. It doesn't have to be me, the insurance company paying for your crown, but it might be me, the insurance company paying for preventative programs, educational programs, et cetera. So I think there's always a little bit of a nuance in this particular legislation. We've seen it in medical and it's existed since um, the Affordable Care Act that came out several years ago under uh, President Obama that all medical companies had to operate in the 80-20 rule where 80% of the proceeds coming in had to be reinvested back into patient care. Dentistry was sort of left out of that ratio assessment. And so it's back up individually being pushed by states to say, hey, we need to have selective legislation for our state for dental and optometry. So we've seen it in a few other states. Massachusetts happens to be the hot topic for November. And we're seeing big organizations get behind this initiative. Now, I think with every legislation, there's always the unintended consequence. And to date, I'm unaware of a large premium reimbursement that went back to insured individuals or increased provider rates because they had all this extra money and they didn't meet the medical loss ratio. So in in reality, I think we have to at least be open and honest about the fact that if the insurance company's driver is to be profitable or to be a nonprofit and move money around, um, 
they're going to come up with creative solutions, but it at least ensures that some percentage of the money coming in is going back to direct patient care. It was an excellent example in one of the articles that I read today of one of the members who's been involved on the ADA level. And she talked about, she's a non-dentist. They've brought in half of this committee is non-dentist and the other half is dentist. And she brought up an interesting point. She said, I went and dug a little bit deeper into my insurance company and I found that they claim a nonprofit status. They gave away $283 million to whatever causes that they felt deemed to, to give back to. And only $180 million went back for patient care. That's a lopsided reimbursement plan. When, when the insurance companies are driving more nonprofit uh, contributions than what they're providing in patient care, then, then we have a mismatch in, in what the service is supposed to really be intended to do. So I do think these types of legislations, legislative efforts are going to help improve that. The interesting uh, omission from this was Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Massachusetts. And I think this brings up a really interesting conversation point that I bet Chen and Jeff are going to want to jump in on. The reason Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Massachusetts has remained out of really fighting for or fighting against. There's a huge lobbying effort now being deployed by Delta Dental of Massachusetts and several of the other large insurance providers to fight question two on the Massachusetts bill. Blue Cross and Blue Shield, the second largest insurer in Massachusetts is somehow not contributing to the efforts. Why? Because a few years ago, actually in 2020, they introduced value-based reimbursement plans. So they're looking at how they're re, um, reimbursing providers based on metrics. Maybe good, maybe not good. I don't know. On the medical side, they've seen a lot of promise in that area. There's good data coming out that shows that when they when they support preventative measures and encourage doctors financially for good positive outcomes and encouraging patients to make good choices, then everybody wins. And we're seeing this now since 2020 into the dental side. So I think data needs to be collected. I think we really need to see how this is efficacious in our particular arena. But at least the medical side is showing some real promise and value-based reimbursement. So those are the two things that are up for debate in November. We've got question two talking about medical loss ratio. But in addition, I really think you would have to include in that discussion and debate what the future of insurance reimbursement may look like. And with medical loss ratio being a part of this particular endeavor, is it value-based metrics on clinicians and patients and encouraging positive change? I don't know the answer, but I do know given the amount of um, money that has now been flooded into this particular topic, this is going to be certainly of debate within all dental communities over the next few months and putting a pretty good spotlight on Massachusetts. And that wraps up another podcast for Dentists in the Know. On behalf of Dr. Jennifer Bell, Dr. Chad Duplantis, and myself, remember that we've got a great profession, so let's make it a great day, Dinks.